Our reading from God's Holy Word comes from the letter of the Apostle Paul, Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. This is God's Word. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Amen. You may be seated. Father, at the beginning of this new year, we recognize that your mercy is fresh. You you tell us in the word that every day new mercies are available for your people. Great is your faithfulness. And so we have no reason to fear that that's not true in the beginning of a year. In an early morn on January 1st, 2023, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of gathering at the beginning of this year in your presence as a people. We would ask that you would, even as we sung a minute ago, teach us the truths that have been unchanged throughout eternity. Uh, Teach us your purposes for us, that we might walk according to the light of your word. Would you cause now even Christ and the beauty of who he is to be made clear before our mind's eye? That we would find ourselves compelled to follow wherever it is that he would call. Lord, meet us here and carry us forward into all that you have planned for this year. And glorify yourself each step of the way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, it is so good to be with you on this very first day of Uh, 2023. This is the way you ought to start a year, being in the house of the Lord. There's no doubt about that. And I'm looking forward to exploring this text, Philippians chapter 3, with you both this week and uh, next week together. Now, some of you, if you've been with us here at Cornerstone, you know we're actually pressed pause right before Advent on a, oh, I don't know, five-year series in the book of Exodus that... Um, We're actually beginning to draw to a close. We will pick that up in just a couple of weeks, but I wanted to start out the new year considering this wonderful text from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. As many of us are um, closing 2022, reflecting and considering what it is that the Lord uh, did in our own lives and uh, some of the challenges we face, some of the things that we have to rejoice in. And then look with um, maybe expectation for some of us, maybe with a sense of foreboding for others of us as we look at 2023. But where would the Lord want our minds and our hearts? That's what the question we want to ask today. Where would the Lord want your mind and your heart as you move in to 2023? And I think Philippians chapter 3 is a wonderful display of the kind of commitment, the kind of resolution that the Lord would call us into as his people as we embark on a brand new year together. 
Now, you'll notice in the, the bulletin that I, I titled today's message, Leaving the Past Behind. Yes, that was a great idea when I first gave that title, uh, Leaving the Past Behind. It's not exactly how the message took shape, however. And if I were to title what really is the message this morning, I would call it The One Thing. The One Thing. And really, I had that thought as I was reading and reflecting on verse 13 uh, in the text that's before us. Paul says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, one thing that I do, all of Paul's life is bound up in this one, one thing. As I, as I read that this week and considered it, I was... I, I was reminded of a book that I read a couple of years ago entitled The One Thing by Gary Keller. Some of you will know Keller Williams' Realty. Maybe you'll even know uh, that book. It was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It was sold millions of, of co copies. It's really a book on productivity. It's a wonderful, actually, little book. Lots of wisdom in it. Um, he actually opens that book very interestingly with an illustration about the one thing. And it, it's kind of an illustration on finding truth in the strangest of places. Because the opening illustration is from the movie City Slickers. You'll remember Curly, the rough and tumble cowboy. Um, played by Jack Parlance, actually, the late Jack Parlance in that, in that film. And then you'll remember Mitch, who was the city slicker in, in the film, played by Billy Crystal. Uh, these two are on horseback, and they're looking for some you know, very gone astray uh, cattle. And um, they've been fighting like cats and dogs, you know, city slicker, cowboy, not getting along. And, and they finally, as they're looking for these lost cattle, they have a, a meaningful uh, conversation. And here's how it goes. Curly says to Mitch, do you know what the secret of life is? And Mitch says, no, what? Curly says this, and he holds up one finger. It's this. And Mitch responds, your finger is the secret of life. And he says, no, no, no. No, just one thing is the secret of life. Just one thing is the secret of life. And Mitch says, great, what's that one thing? And Curly responds, well, you've got to figure that out. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. And that's all I've got to tell you this morning. Is that you've got to... <laughs> no, actually, what I have to tell you is that Paul has figured out the one thing, right? But one thing I do, he says, Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal. Yeah, Paul has distilled the secret of life into that one phrase, but one thing I do. I wonder if you had um, just one thing to do in 2023, what would it be? How would you answer that question? Now, you've got probably a real answer, and you probably know a right answer. But I want you to think about that real answer. What's the one thing that you could do if you only had one thing to do in 2023? Uh, Paul would like you to be able to say what he says in Philippians chapter 3. He'd like you to be able to say what he says right here in Philippians chapter 3. One thing I do, I forget what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. As we consider this, um, this pressing on, this one thing that the Apostle Paul calls us to here, I want you to, 
consider with me really three realities. I want you to see that we, as we enter 2023, like the Apostle Paul, we enter as works in progress. We enter as works in progress, every single one of us. But we have a work to do. That's secondly what I want you to see. You are a work in progress, but you have a work to do. And I want you to see finally that there has a, there's a work that's already been done. And there's a work that will be done. And that will be the confidence that you need for all that the Lord calls you to this year. Now, I want you to first come to terms with the fact that we are all a work in progress. I want you to see that the Apostle Paul says this, though. I don't want you just to take my word for it. Know there in verse 12, he says, Not that I have already obtained this. Now, if you've not attained something that you're pursuing, it means you are in progress. You're you're on a journey. In this case, the Apostle Paul actually using athletic language later in uh, this, this particular passage is telling us he's on a race. And he's running for this prize that we speak of later. And he's not yet obtained it. He is uh, very much a work in progress. But you may be wondering, what is it that he has not obtained? Well, we didn't read enough to actually give us the clarity in that. But if you were to look up the the previous verses in Philippians chapter 3, you would see what it is that Paul is after. Paul makes a comparison in verses 8 to 11 in Philippians chapter 3. And he says, I put all my life and all my accomplishments and all my credentials and all my possessions on one side of the ledger, and I put knowing Christ Jesus on the other side of the ledger, and I'm going to compare these two. And he says, as I compare these two, I consider the side that has me and all my credentials and all my accomplishments and all my things, I consider it in light of knowing Christ, and I consider all of that stuff rubbish. Is what he says. I consider it a complete loss because I see the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For the Apostle Paul, the one thing that he's pursuing is knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord, and to attain, as he says, right at the very end of verse 11, and to attain the resurrection from the dead. Well, now, what is the resurrection of the dead? Well, that is the day where you actually see Christ face to face. More than anything the Apostle Paul wants and pursues in life is knowing Christ and seeing Christ face to face and then knowing that he will be perfect even as Christ is perfect. That the perfection that is ours, that is promised in the resurrection of the dead at Christ's return, the Apostle Paul has set his focus and sight on that horizon. And the Apostle Paul says, I just want you to know I've not yet obtained it. We, we know that because of the way that he puts it in the phrase. Not that I have already attained this or am already perfect. He's not perfect. He's a work in progress. He's got sin to put to death. He's got righteousness to grow into. He's got service that he's not yet fulfilled and complete. He actually says earlier in the letter of Philippians, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I would much rather die and go and be with Christ, but I, I believe, based upon what I see with you, church at Philippi, And the work of the gospel going out in the world right now, I don't think my time is yet. I think I still have gainful labor to do in this life. There's stuff that Paul still has on his list to accomplish. He's not yet reached perfection. And I just want to go ahead at the beginning of 2023 and let you in on that same secret. That you have not obtained perfection either. I know this is coming as a great surprise. 
None of us in this room have obtained perfection. We are all works in progress. Our love for God, if we're really honest, has been very poor. Our love for others has been weak and failing. Our hatred and our attempts at putting to death sin have been half-hearted at best. Our grasp of the righteousness that is Christ has already been charged to us is minimal. And some of us, as we look at the beginning of 2023 and we pan back to the beginning of 2022, we say, I don't see a lot good that's happened in me. I don't see a lot of progress that's happened in me. There are things that still are very much undone. I have not yet obtained that which I have pursued. I've got a ways to go. We've got to begin 2023 with this humble confession that we are works in progress, that we don't have everything together, and we don't have to pretend that we do, that we've arrived. Even the Apostle Paul had not arrived, so it's okay for us to say that we've not arrived. We are a work in progress. The Apostle Paul wants us to confess that from the beginning so that we can understand that by saying that we are a work in progress is not what I think we often do when we say that. You've probably said that when you failed or when you've had to eat some humble pie with someone else and you said, you know, I'm just a work in progress. And it kind of means like, hey, uh, get off my back. I'm not perfect. I'm just a work in progress. It's a, it's a way of kind of crawfishing out of the guilt and saying like, I'm not really all that I'm cracked up to be. Go easy on me. That's usually how we think of that phrase, I'm a work in progress. That's not how the Apostle Paul takes it, isn't it? He says, though I've not yet obtained it and I'm not, and I'm not perfect yet, he says what? I press on. We are a work in progress, but Paul says, listen, you know what that means? We've got a work to do. We've got a work to do. 2023, you have a calling. You have a work to do. I've not yet obtained the perfection of which I am destined for at the resurrection of the dead that I know Christ has actually purchased for me. But I don't lay back on my laurels. I press on. Notice, to make it my own. I want to see the character of my life actually increasingly displayed as the very character of Jesus Christ. I want to see him show up more in me. I want others around me to see witness of Christ in and through the things that I say and the things that I do. I do not consider it's already my own, but one thing I do, here's the one thing of all the things that I do, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Notice the Apostle Paul doesn't have many things he's trying to accomplish. I love that. There's one thing that I do. It's personal and it's singular. You know, we sometimes, at the beginning of the year especially, we, we go back and we look and we say, what are the priorities of my life? And we, and we say it like that. What are the priorities? What, what, are the, what are the things that I'm giving myself to? And the interesting thing is that word priority is actually a word that comes to us totally singular. There's actually no such thing as more than one priority. As soon as you have more than one, something's not taking priority, you see. That's the point of the word, is you have one thing that can prioritize all other things. You actually can't run in two directions at the same time. You can only run in one. What's the one thing you're going to do? Press on, Paul says, towards the prize 
of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's the one thing that I'm going to do. Now, don't get, don't get Paul wrong. Don't misunderstand him. He's going to do many things. Paul did many things, by the way. He traveled. He evangelized. Preached. He wrote letters, obviously. This one from prison. So he probably received all kinds of experiences negative. He made tents, for crying out loud. He was a tent maker. He did all kinds of things. But what is the Apostle Paul saying? In all the things that he does, he's doing one thing. Do you hear that? In all the things that he does, he's doing one thing. He's pressing on for the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, imagine this for a moment. Imagine you wake up tomorrow morning and you understand and you embrace wholeheartedly that you only have one thing to do. You have one thing that would be incredibly freeing because right now your mind is full of all kinds of things. I mean, I know how behind you are. I mean, right? It's, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. Everybody knows. Just things pile up. We've, we've, been, you know, we've been watching movies and eating way too much. That's just what we've been doing. And now we've got we've to we've get back to work, and there's so much stuff, right? There's just so much stuff. There's only one thing you have to do. According to the Apostle Paul, there's only one thing you have to do. You see, when you're brushing your teeth, and when you're making your bed, and when you're meeting with that client, you're closing that deal, and you're cooking dinner, and you're changing a diaper, and you're writing an email, you're doing one thing. What if pressing on towards the upward call of God in Christ Jesus framed all your decision-making for this year? How would your life be different? You might say no to some of the things you say yes to right now. You might say yes to some of the things you say no to right now. If you live by the one thing. One thing I do. You can imagine that having one thing to do would actually stabilize you and give you direction. And there were two metaphors that came to my mind as I was pondering this one thing I do, the work, the single work that we've been called to. And one was the metaphor of the anchor, and the other was the metaphor of a compass. I think both of those things are true when we focus on this one thing. An anchor, we all know what it does. It's, it's dropped from the boat in order to keep the boat stable. If the boat doesn't have an anchor, it gets pushed. It gets drifting from left to right in whatever way the wind and the waves are, are moving. Without an anchor, all of the voices inside of you and outside of you will push you in a million different directions. And some of us have lived 2022 that way. And we've come to the end of it, harried and spread thin, and there's a cacophony of noise inside of us. We have no idea how to start 2023 because there's so many things still ringing from 2022. And Paul wants you to know, you have an anchor. You have an anchor. There's one thing that you are to do. Oh, there's going to be all kinds of things people are going to tell you to do. There's going to be all kinds of things that your flesh and the impulses and the whims of your internal voice is going to try to communicate to you. But there's only one thing. To press on towards the goal of the prize of the upper call. In Christ Jesus. That's all you're called to do. In everything that you're called to do, that's all you're called to do. And you can imagine the compass is being put in your hand there, isn't it? I mean, you're knowing where true north is now. 
You can get out of the woods where everything looks the same. In the pitch of darkness where there is no light, you can look at the compass and say, yes, this is the one thing that I do. Forgetting what's lied behind. We gotta, we gotta let go of 2022. I've gotta press into 2023. His grace and his mercy is fresh today. It is absolutely new for you. There is no hangover of sin from 2022. All of his righteousness, all of his grace and his mercy is made available to you at the outset of 2023. And get what? It's all gonna be the same tomorrow. Why not press into this? Why not press into the one who has called you and loved you in this manner, you see? As I was doing my own evaluation of 2022, I couldn't help but see places where my soul looked like a boat being tossed to and fro. And places where it looked like there was no compass and I was doing circles in the night in the woods. Reading this was refreshing and encouragement and clarifying and also invigorating, something I want to actually pursue because what I saw increasingly was the beauty of the prize. You know, here he doesn't actually elaborate on the prize, but you see it all throughout the scriptures. This prize is clearly the perfection that's going to come at the resurrection of the dead. When we see Jesus face to face, which, believe it or not, is the one thing that you actually want. I know it looks like it's that vacation to Cancun, but it's actually not. Now, that's okay. Vacations to Cancun are okay. There's nothing inherently wrong with them. But don't expect them to accomplish the satisfaction of your soul. They're not designed for that. Only one thing can do that. The resurrection of the dead. The return of the Lord Jesus Christ for those who are in him. That's, that's really where your, your heart is actually focused. That's your prize. That's your goal. And so the Apostle Paul, actually, if we can think about it this way, he doesn't want you disappointed in 2023. From this direction, that you expected way too much out of this world. And it didn't deliver. And you became cynical. Don't become cynical when the world doesn't actually fulfill the desires that you've placed on it. It actually wasn't designed to do that. It was simply a portal, a glimmer, a path of joy unto the one who could truly be the satisfaction of your soul. To point you towards the one thing. The upward call. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things of the earth. Where Christ is. You see, that's really the prize. The Apostle Paul here, as he tells us, listen, you're a work in progress, but that doesn't mean you can just lay back and use it as an excuse. No, it's a truth that actually compels you to the work that God has called you to, the one thing, to give yourself to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, where will you get the confidence for that? Where will you get the confidence for that? Well, well, the confidence is that there is a work that's actually already been done. And there's a work that will be done. A work that you can right now rest in. And Paul actually alludes to it right here in the text. No, notice the way that he puts it in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on, I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Notice what drives the Apostle Paul in answering this upward call. He wants to lay hold 
of the one who has laid hold of him. The one who has already reached out and saved him. The one who from before the foundation of the world had a plan and in time and space and history gave his son, even as we celebrated last week as we gathered on Christmas morn, who lived the perfect life that we could not live and who died that substitutionary death, the death that we actually deserve for the wages of sin is death. He died on our behalf, paying the penalty of our sins and granting to us forgiveness if we trust in him by faith and clothing us even now in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have Christ's record fully credited and applied to our account. All of who he is, all of his merits, all of his riches are actually made available to you. They've been charged to your account. He's already lay hold of you and what the Apostle Paul is saying. Now just think about that. The one who has from before the foundation of the world, that's a long time ago, has made a plan to lay hold of you. Who in time and space and history gave his most precious gift, his beloved son, in order to redeem you. Who has now granted to you the gift of faith and the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that you might personally know the experience of him laying hold of you. You know, the Apostle Paul had to be thinking here of his own conversion story on the road to Damascus. We read about it in the book of Acts where he, the persecutor of the church, he was named Saul at the time, shaking his fist at God and seeking to destroy the church. He was one who met the Lord Jesus Christ in his glory on the road to Damascus. And in that moment, received a call from Almighty God, receiving the forgiveness of his sins, receiving the righteousness of Christ, and a call to go proclaim the riches of his excellency and of his grace. The Apostle Paul would have had that moment in his own mind as he hears, as he writes this particular letter to the church at Philippi, that he wants to know the one who has laid hold of him. Do you know what's interesting here about Paul is you can tell something has changed about his insides. He's now driven not by the things of the world. He's driven by the things of God. He's a man who's almost living as if he's in another world, isn't he? He's a man who's motivated and directed by following Christ more than anything else in the world. He considers everything else rubbish in light of following Christ because he knows that Christ is the only thing of surpassing worth and value. He knows that all these other things in life, you know we're going to leave them behind, aren't we? He knows that most of the things that we're actually giving our lives to day in and day out aren't really the things, right? We've made them the ends, but they're actually just the means to press on. That there's only one thing that we've really been called to do, and yet we feel so spread thin to do everything. And he wants to bring us back in to say, listen, you only have one life to live for Christ. And the things which you do for him are the things which last. The one thing I do is I press on towards that upward call. Now, when the Apostle Paul says that, what he's actually giving us a foretaste of is that when we commit our lives to whether it's making the bed in the morning or, or meeting with that client and closing that deal, whether it's, whether it's reading a book or watching a movie, 
When we begin to see our lives in light of the overarching pressing forward of that upward call, we begin to see that life takes on a meaning, a shade, a light, where the things that really matter most become clear to us. And he wants that kind of clarity and resolute awareness to be in our hearts and souls as we begin 2023. He doesn't want any of us to wake up at the end of this year and realize that we wasted this year squandering its days and not redeeming the time. Worse yet, he doesn't want us to know that the way we spend our days is actually the way we spend our lives. And when we get to the end of our lives, that maybe we've wasted them. If you're honest with yourself, that's something of a horror and a fright in the back of your mind, isn't it? He says to you and to me today, one thing we're called to do. One thing we're called to do. You know, you're actually, when you do the one thing, your future self begins to show up in the present. You know, when you begin to do the one thing, commune with the Lord, read the scriptures and pray, do you know what you're actually foretasting? What will be your future? Meeting with Christ and communing with him. Do you know that when you serve your neighbor and love them as yourself, whether that neighbor is a two-year-old child who you're trying to potty train, or whether that neighbor is literally next door, that you're actually welcoming in your future self, which will be a life of service and care and love for one another in the new heavens and the new earth. A life of, of joy and a satisfaction that is found in being exactly who God has called us to be. Do you know that when you do these small fidelities in ordinary life, that you're actually pressing forward towards the call of God in Christ Jesus for you? All of these little things are actually underneath the thing, the one thing. If you can see it. But most of the time we can't. And so that's why when we come back next week, we're going to look at this text again. And as we look at this text, we want to think practically. What would it actually look like to lay aside the things that hold us back? And what would it actually look like to press on towards the goal? Practically, with our feet on the ground, with our hands in the dirt, so to speak, on Monday morning, not just on Sunday morning, what would it look like for our lives to be oriented around the one thing? And that the Lord would carry us to the place in which he has promised to carry us. You see, he has already made us his own. But you know what he's also done? He's promised to complete that which he's begun. You have reason to believe that the work that you will do this year is not futile if it's according to the one thing. Because he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, that deal may not close. That client may not sign on the dotted line. 
those kids may never obey. But one thing we know will happen. The work that God began, he will bring to completion. Let's work towards that one thing. And let's trust him for its completion. Father, as we begin 2023 together, and as we look to this one call that you have placed upon our lives, we pray that you would cause us now to begin to evaluate our own lives according to it. What would our lives look like if we had an anchor and a compass like this? A place to steady us in the midst of so much wind and waves and a directional device that could lead us between all of the many pathways that we could take. Would that we would set before you this year in word and in prayer, in community and in fellowship, we would set before you our lives. And our honest request would be, come and lead us where you will for your glory and for our good. Lord, would you cause us to be able to pray such a prayer until we can pray it with faith? Would you, by the Spirit, turn our affections of heart in such a manner to trust you, no matter what that prayer means, to lead us where it is that you would have us so that we will get ready for the one thing we can bank on in this life, not the stock market, and not the decisions we're going to make, but on the decision that you have made to bring to completion the work that you've begun. We step towards this call today by faith. Take us by the hand, good shepherd, and lead us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.